Mr. Catlin. Yep, in a minute. G'day, Joey. How are you, mate? How are you, mate? Are you going all right? I'm good. I'm good. Good to be back. Uh, how, yeah, welcome back, mate. Not not too many people get invited <laughs> back, mate. This is like your third time, isn't it? I know. It's becoming a regular occurrence. I just can't I get it. I might have to put it in like recurring in my calendar. <laughs> Look at this smile, mate. I just get excited because I get to see you again. This is this is why I'm coming back, isn't it? It is. It's all it is, mate. It all, it's all it is, mate. It's just the smile, <laughs> the look, you know. But uh, no, there, there's a little bit of education there that I'd like to bring you on for, mate, because you're, you're a man full of wisdom, Joey. Thank you. I'm more than just a pretty face. That's exact. That's exactly right. <laughs> What's been going on, Joey? Last, last time I mentioned, I asked how things were, and you said, "Oh, yeah, not much. You know, you're you're, you're oh, you know, COVID. You know, you know how it is. What's what's changed? You're busy. You're flat sticking out. You must be run off your feet. Yeah, surely. I'm actually a lot busier now. Um, probably about halfway through uh, the coronavirus pandemic, or whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah. Things more or less got back to normal. Um, slash, actually got a little bit busier. Mm. Um, now the gyms are back open. Um, I'm working from home and I've just started working out of a um, new facility as well. Oh, really? Um, so face-to-face coaching is pretty much, you know, getting back to normal now. So Fantastic. It's good, isn't it? Because obviously that the industry took a, a massive hit for a good three months, you'd say, you know. So it's, uh, but it, it seems to be that everyone's kind of blossoming from it, even, you know, not just the fitness industry, but just everyone in general. So it's, it's a great thing, I guess, for the, for the country where everything might have shut down temporarily, you know, a lot of businesses, but everything's now boomed up again. So it's just a matter of feeding in the economy again, mate, getting everyone happy, getting everyone working and putting, getting everyone smiling again. And now we want to, we want to get everyone in shape because everyone's got himself out of shape <laughs> not everyone yeah, I, I think when you take it it's it's the same with anything when you take something away from people they um they start to realize that they weren't appreciating it fully so now that the gyms are open again and the i guess more people have more income now because a lot of people are going back to work there they're appreciating having a coach more or they're appreciating being able to go to the gym more so mm. and whilst we still have you know time restrictions on a lot of the gyms in a booking system and things like that it's still still really good for a lot of people and yeah i think a lot of people are just going to be have a little bit more gratitude towards those things now that they know it can just be uh, ripped out from underneath them at the wig of an eye really yeah the crazy thing was joey just before COVID, i i had a quite a few conversations to clients about you know for having life outside the gym you know it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's a lot of people's go-to and, and and that's great and so it should be but sometimes you need more you know like you know if yeah. i say myself you know i love surfing playing soccer sport fishing mm. just swimming mm. going on the beach you know what i mean i love yeah. i love my gym there's so many things there i can mention and I, and I told quite a few people, I was thinking, one day the gym's not going to be there. <laughs> and who was to know that the yeah, gym was going to shut down a couple week. of weeks later? You know, I just think I've just jinxed it. But yeah, anyway, it wasn't my fault, mate. Don't blame me. Just don't, don't open that big mouth of yours, mate. Just keep <laughs> That's it. I might, I might just get you run the show. How's the, the, the Joey Cantlin show? I don't think it would get as much hits, mate. <laughs> oh, you never know, mate. You never know. You never know. That smile, mate, it's infectious. So, so here we here we go, guys. Today we thought we'd we'd talk about a pretty important topic. But what we do, we do it over do it over two nights. So obviously this time next week we'll tune in as well because we'll give us we're going to do the top ten reasons why you are not burning body fat, and so basically the top ten reasons why you are not getting shape. And 
And, and there, I think I wrote down, I think we just rattled off 20 almost the top of our head in the space of about three minutes. Yeah, like that. Yeah, so I've kind of tried to break it down to the, the important ones. There might be some that we missed, but there might be some that we kind of overlap. But I thought today to, to break it down, we thought we'd do from, we'd count down from 10 down to six and pretty much find out the reasons why this top six here that I'm talking, top five that I'm talking about here is is stopping your progress so so joey to kick it off and if anyone has any questions please feel free to shout out ask at the bottom we got our phones going beside us so if there's any questions that come through we will make sure that we get to answer them at the end and and make sure everyone gets some value out of this because that's the whole part of it in that right joey that's it mate. giving value back to people mate important lesson in life so i'm going to start the, the the number 10 like that these aren't really in order of you know, priority or what we think is more important because I think all 10 play a vital role. So we're going to start with metabolism. So whether we're talking metabolic adaptation, but let, let's just start with metab metabolism, Joey. I'm, I'll get you to take it away. So let's say we're, we're, someone's going in a weight loss journey and we find out that metabolically they're just not losing weight. So this, look, this could be a million things, but let's just start with metabolism. Well, I mean, there's there's a lot of things that could influence, um, like, I guess, like a downregulation of your metabolic rate. Now, we can look at things like previous dieting history. We could look at um, things like medical conditions. We could even look at things like um, not eating enough to the point where your energy availability is just into the ground. Mm -hmm. So metabolic rate is kind of like, a, I guess, a broad spectrum. But I find like, a lot of the time, some people have um, lower metabolic rates than estimated or what they should. And some people just have higher. And sometimes you just, you don't know that until you work with the client a little bit. So yeah. sometimes it's as simple as you might still be consuming too many calories, even though you're already not consuming much. Some people just have a super low maintenance. It's interesting that, isn't it? You know, with some people, you know, we, we can set plans and you might have, you know, one lady that, that doesn't lose weight until she gets down to 1,400 calories and you get another female that can be on 2,200 calories and she loses not a worry at all. So metabolism, yeah, it, it's a broad spectrum in the way that there's many factors, but if we just want to break it down into, into a couple and keep it simple, you, you, let's be realistic, genetics can play a part. Genetics can definitely play a part in your metabolism and how much food your body can consume. I guess if I look at myself metabolically, I'm, a, I'm what we call an ectomorph. You, you're kind of on the leaner side, smaller joints, and usually on the, on the putting on muscle doesn't happen overnight. It's, it's the long process. So my, my body seems to chew through carbohydrates quite easily. So I could consume you know, 400 to 450 carbs a day and basically hold and maintain weight as good as. Whereas if, if we gave that to you, Joey, how would you respond to give an example if I gave you 450 carbs a day with your body type? I'd probably tolerate it pretty well, actually. Mm -hmm. um, I, I'm fairly similar. I'm a bit of an ectomorph, you know, growing up. I was, um, I was never um, well-developed or well-built. Um, I was always a pretty skinny kid. And, you know, even after years and years and years of training, I'm, I'm by no means a, um, a very muscular man. So... I mean, if we're if we're looking at body types, then I would say I'm probably an ectomorph. But then again, like a lot of a lot of bodybuilders who think they're not big enough, um, they'll probably all say they're they're ectomorphs. Yeah. So, but I believe that you know, looking back on photos over the years, I, I do have an ectomorphic frame. So, yeah, yeah it, I think I tolerate 450 carbs pretty well. But that's not the case for everyone. Some people might have more of that endomorphic yeah. type body, or 
um, that type of genetics where they just store fat a lot easier than other people and they're typically going to have to push a little bit harder to lose weight and that's unfortunately just the way it is it is you and just thank your parents for that yeah you know what that, that that the fact of reality is joey that that's the fact and, and you know some people can diet and get lean on two and a half thousand calories being a male and some males have to go down to 1500 calories and, and it just all depends but but then there's other factors as well like how much muscle mass do you actually carry so the more yeah. muscle you have on your frame, muscle controls metabolism. So the more muscle someone has, hence why we do resistance training, you are naturally going to be able to eat a little bit more food. And that's probably the process when, if we if we talk at the other side of the metabolism, obviously, you know, we, we can, you know, I, I won't use the word metabolic damage, but we can definitely slow the metabolism down by doing excessive yo-yo dieting, you know, a poor dieting history, whereas, you know, it's very common for people to do ongoing challenges. You know what I mean? They do an eight-week challenge and then all of a sudden the next eight-week challenge starts in two, three weeks and and all of a sudden they're off to another eight-week challenge and then they go again. So pretty much they're losing five kilo, they're putting on six. They're, they're losing three kilo, then they're gaining seven. And all of a sudden after all this, and, and every time they've kind of done the challenge, they're wondering, why did I lose weight at 1,800 calories the first time? It was easy. Then the next time I went to lose it again, yeah. I had to go lower on food, yet I had to do more cardio and it just wasn't working. So mm. so metabolism plays a role in the way that, you know, yes, we have a genetic makeup, but even the most genetically gifted, I've been there where I've done shows where I've got lean on 300 carbs right to the very end and I've done shows where I've been on 50 carbs and I wasn't yeah. even in as lean. So it just goes to show that I can shut my metabolism down as well, even if you are gifted with it. So that, and that's obviously years of yo-yo dieting. So, so probably to wrap metabolism up, genetics plays a massive role, but yo-yo dieting, poor dieting history can play a pivotal role as well. And also, you know, we can talk about intensity in the gym. Some people just aren't training hard enough. They're not adding enough muscle to the frame. So metabolically, they can't eat as much food. So if you're a runner, you know what I mean? You, you'll find that runners, they just don't tend to have a, a lot of muscle mass and they can eat a lot of calories the minute they stop running. They're going to store that body mm. fat and have that sort of, you know, fat skinny type of a look. And that's not, not mm. having to go out running. I love running myself, but it's just the fact of reality is that we need muscle on our frame, which entails our sport to actually, you know, have the best metabolism properly and uh, over yeah. time and just be patient in the way that not dieting every year, not yeah, dieting every six months. Yeah, to, to sort of like expand a little bit on that, um, that yo-yo dieting thing is I think people think that the minute you start adding weight back, your metabolic rate recovers at the same rate and it just doesn't. Mm. And we see this with a lot of um, competitors post-competition. I don't want to go too off too far off topic, uh, off topic, but we can see a, a, reg, a down regulation in metabolic rate as much as 10 to 15% in some individuals. Now that 10 to 15% might actually take quite a while to recover. So then when you do your eight-week challenge, and you've dieted like an idiot on 900 to 1,000 calories or whatever it might have been, because let's face it, most of those kind of, I guess, challenges, I don't want to lump them all together, but the majority of them do encourage that type of eating behavior because um, it's, you know, fast results, fast fat loss and whatnot. Then they go back to normal with their down-regulated metabolism. They eat all this food and they put all this weight back on and then they jump back in before they've even recovered. So then you're trying to diet down with an already down-regulated metabolism. So... I think people just underestimate how long it actually takes to recover from a diet. Yeah, interesting, Joey. And, and probably just to add on that, I, I would almost say as an example, let's say someone dieted for five months for a show, expect a minimum of 10 months to get some sort of restoration back. Almost double the time that you diet yeah. is probably what we're looking for for, for a parent. And if, if I use an example, I love to use examples because it makes things clearer. 
I'll, I've, I'll come back next year for a show. That would be three years between shows. Now, I've done over 65 shows, and over that time, even though genetically my metabolism is pretty good, I have shut my metabolism down to the point where it's taken me two, three years to get it rectified again, but it was still never the same. So by having, sometimes you need to have that extended time out, and you see this often with a lot of, probably primarily females that, you know, that, that their life, and, and this isn't having a go out of females, this is just fact of reality years, we, we both have a high high grade of females that we work with, and they're all, they're all amazing, and they, they need that goal, they want that goal, they want that purpose, and they want that direction, and I think that's amazing, but the, the more they're going to die, they, we got the stress factors of life, the hormones, sometimes they're going to push. And they do. some of these ladies do have the mentality to push, push, push. But unfortunately, you can't control what's going on internally in the body unless you give it the time to actually recover. Yeah, absolutely. So that, that, that tends to centre us on to a next important point. And, oh, geez, I, I won't say it's the one of the most, amazing, the, the most important ones, but it's definitely up there. And I'm talking about the mental well-being and people actually not ready to diet. And I think yeah. this is very important because there's a lot of people that they, they want the goal, they wanna get the result, but they, they jump in. They jump in way too quick and they're actually not ready and they're frustrated and they're trying to fight something that is now actually becoming a chore. So the, the, the mental well-being of people, I understand that you know the exercise is amazing for the mindset. And I think everyone listening now and both of us can agree there, Joey. But also there's a time and place where you know, put hardcore diet in and add extra pressure and stress onto someone that's already got a lot mm. of pressures in life is is probably not a great idea and it's probably going to actually make them more overwhelmed, more anxious, and they're probably going to stress themselves out even more. Then they're going to wonder why they're not getting results. Then they're going to train even harder, adding more work, adding more cardio, train even more again because they want to get results they're not seeing anymore. Then their body's that stressed, the cortisol goes so high, all of a sudden they've just burned themselves out and that's not going to do the mindset any good again. Yeah. I mean, this, this is probably your, um, this is more your wheelhouse, the, um, the mm. health and I guess the mental health and wellbeing. But yeah, I just find that um, stressed out individuals or very highly strung individuals just always have a harder time losing, um, losing weight or losing body fat. I've even um, seen clients do one prep and then the next prep, their life has changed drastically and they, they might have they might be in a very stressed out environment or have become highly strong due to you know whatever's happened in their life between that show and this show and they've just had such a such a much harder time trying to get show lean or just trying to lose weight in general so i'd say like lack of lack of mental health or poor mental well-being or whatever you want to call it definitely plays a role any any time you increase stress on the body it, it plays a role yeah and, and, and i'm not talking just the regular stress or physiological stress from dieting and training because let's face it when you're in a hypocaloric state and your 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 nutrition isn't set up to basically force you to recover from training 100 every every time which is basically what we're doing when we're dieting for a show you're under stress anyway and then you add mental stress on top of that it just makes things so much worse yeah and and i'll, and I'll say all this and you do as well in in due respect to the to those individuals that do have the heart and courage to push excessively hard and and again i respect those individuals and and again my, my heart does go out to these people that they actually do the work you know what i mean they're doing mm. they're doing everything right but there's some things in life your body can't fight because when there's this internal stress even though if you're managing life externally the body there's a difference the body there's two types of stress you know what i mean it can be external and you could be showing it 
or it could be the internal stress that your body is under and that is what stalls people even though i've had conversations with individuals and they've got their life together they've got all their ducks in a line but internally you can't fight that body when it's stressed and then by adding in you know five six sessions of resistance training a week and and i just say you're in a calorie deficit you know, so recovery is pretty poor, so we're going to be stressed even more. And generally, when we're not getting the results, these people I do know do have the work ethic and they actually try harder. And so sometimes, you know, as a coach, we've got to go, Pull I think, back. yeah. And, and, and that's, again, it, it might be that these individuals can only train 45 minutes, four days a week, and they've got to maximise that time because we're trying to get more recovery and sleep and try to de-stress the body and give them, and, and do, basically less is more. Whoever come up with that saying is an absolute genius because- oh, I, I would have patented that or something or put it on something and like yeah. trademarked it because they'd be a billionaire. And, they and, sue everyone for using it. Yeah, look, <laughs> God, I, I'd be sued five times a day. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'd be selling my gym. So, but yeah, and, and for me, that's one of the most important things so so i think that, that the mental well-being is that look again i, I accolades out to the people that can can use this sport and gym and training why to obviously improve their mindset but sometimes dieting is not the best thing there are look there are people's body types again that can you know under stress can actually lose weight so and, and and actually quite easily so they could get into shape they might break break down muscle mass but they can get in shape but more often than not i think you and i both see it in 2020 life has never been so stressful for people mm. so to add hardcore dieting on top of their you know pressures of life it's sometimes it's not feasible the training stay in shape and the more and, and work on their mindset, whether they're getting, you know, some psychology work, whether they're seeing a counselor, whether they're working on self, doing self-care, these are the things they need to add into their training regime to actually warrant and even maybe in the future look at dieting. But you've got to get your life in check first before you decide that you want to go and have a dieting phase. A, a strict yeah. dieting phase, not just lose two, three kilos. We're we're, yeah. we're talking to, you know, lose that five to ten kilos if we're trying to really sort of get into shape. Yeah, we've also got, as coaches or trainers or whatever we want to call ourselves, we also have a, I guess you would say, an obligation or responsibility to um, make sure that wanting to lose the weight or wanting to do a show is coming from the right place. Yeah. Um, because I think sometimes it comes from the wrong place and then they, they lose all this weight or they do the show and they realise that the grass isn't any greener mm. and it doesn't change who they are as a person. Yeah. Absolutely. And they, they think that losing weight is going to change them and it's going to make them popular and it's going to make them this and that. So we just have to, as coaches, we just have to make sure that we, I guess, police that as much as we can and make sure that it is coming from the right place because that can be even more damaging. You might you might have someone with, with some forms of mental health issues. And sure, like I, I think losing weight and exercising is, is fantastic for mental health. And I'm not saying you shouldn't, but I'm also saying that it, it can either make it 20 times worse or 20 times better. Yeah. It, it's, it's I, super think, true. I think if you've got any mental health issues, you probably shouldn't diet for a show. Look, absolutely. And I, and I can put my hand up and go, you know, over the last seven years, I have had a lot of success by doing that because it's given these people a goal and a purpose. And, and sometimes we don't even know, Joey, especially if you're working with someone online, you may not even know their real background and, you know, realise they've got the show and you've met up with them and you realise sort of what they were going through. And again, yeah. like I say, some people, like you say, it's 50-50 really. 
Some are going to get there and some won't. But, but so this is this whole conversation is about the ones that aren't quite getting the results. Sometimes it's it's not you. You need to understand that. Don't beat yourself up. Sometimes your body just needs to go. You know what? Sometimes I might need to pull it back and, and less is more. Mm. And, and 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 probably Joey, just to finish on this little topic that I'm sure you've probably seen it as well. And there's probably a, there's a couple of ladies here listening as well. They're a professional athlete, so they're they're pro athletes in our sport and. They feel really under pressure because they feel that they've always got to be lean, that they've, they've reached an amazing, you know, stage condition. So they put this immense stress on themselves and pressure on themselves. And sometimes post-show, they can bounce back the worst. It's not the reverse adding calories. Sometimes it's actually the stress that they put under their body because they're, you know, people have them on a pedestal and they feel the pressure to to be there. But we, we you and I both know that our sport it's not healthy to stay super lean in the off season. It doesn't make you a, a better athlete because you're leaner in the off season than somebody else. What makes you a, a great athlete and a good role model is dotting all the eyes. And when I say that, you know, making sure you're eating enough in the off season, you are staying in, you know, okay condition and your training intensity and you're progressing to be able to go on as an athlete. But if trying to stay lean is not the ultimate role model, if you are starving yourself and you are stressed out in the process, it's not, it's not healthy at all. Yeah, absolutely. And like, I know, or I know, and I prep a lot of people who are pros or professionals in certain federations and certain categories and stuff. And this isn't saying that they bounce back badly or anything, but I know that the pressure, I know that everyone feels pressure when they get back on stage as a pro, that that there's pressure to do well, there's pressure to win. Like, God's sake, I, I live like my partner, she's Lisa, she's a pro in like three or four different federations in a couple of different categories. And I know firsthand that, you know, she, every time she gets on stage, she brings it and she's incredible and, and everyone knows that. But I know that through the prep, she constantly feels pressure to have to do well. And obviously I try my best to calm that down. Mm. And she, she never bounces back bad from shows. She never really struggles to get lean, but the pressure is real on a lot of competitors and sometimes you just have to remember that not everyone cares that much and not everyone's going to bag you out if you don't do well. Like yeah, if you've always done well and you keep doing your best, you probably keep doing well. Absolutely. And, and that's a shout out to Lisa Reed too, because I've seen her compete for many years and her physique is flawless and she deserves all the success that comes away. And she's a very, very humble lady, which sort of makes it, makes it even more amazing. So it's just, Again, it comes with experience and age to understand that, you know, being a pro athlete, it's it's an amazing accolade. But at the same time, you know what I mean? Just just take that pressure off yourself. You know what I mean? Like yeah, people are going to love you whether you're shredded or whether you're in your off season. You know what I mean? And and what you want to be able to do is, to, uh, for me, a professional is you're a leader. So if you're a leader, you're going to educate and you want to lead from the front. Leading from the front is not how many striations you got in your off season. Leading from the front is what can you pass down to the younger kids yeah. coming through? Yeah, and just setting a good example as well. Exactly. I just want to, we, we've got quite a few listeners here. Everyone, thanks guys for tuning in. It's, re, it's really cool. Awesome. Just, I'll, get, I'll get to awesome questions. This is pretty cool. Awesome. All right, let, Joey, we're going to go on to another one now. All righty. All right, the training intensity too low. So basically, aka not doing the work. And this, and this one is, uh, I might get you to kick this one off because I think this is a really important one as well. You know, we, we talk about pro athletes and we all want, everyone starts, they want to fit, they want to be first and they want to hit the podium and that, that's everyone's goal, whether people say it, think it or not. That's, that's pretty much what everyone wants. We're all competitive and, that, and that's why we do this sport. But at the same time, 
you know, some people want the first place trophy, but they're not willing to do the work. So they're not, they're not basically putting the intensity in, in the gym that's required. That's exactly right. Some people just, um, you know, excuse the French, but just take the piss. They, they want the yeah. world, but they're not willing to give a part of them to get it. Um, I guess it, it comes under the, the category of everyone wants to be shredded. Everyone wants this and everyone wants that, but they want it yesterday. Mm. Um, and yeah, like as someone who's prepped, you know, literally hundreds of people who someone who's done it myself, someone who, you know, just works with clients to like lose weight in general, you have to get uncomfortable. Yeah. You have to like dot, like, even if you just want to lose a few kilos, you have to put yourself in a place where you're uncomfortable and that comes through training hard and sticking to at least some sort of structure with nutrition. But simply put, some people just don't put in the effort with their training. And I've seen it a lot of the time, like even some of my online clients that I've never met before, this isn't to say they're training poorly, but they'll come in for a session. I'll meet them for the first time after maybe six, eight weeks of working together. Mm. And I'll put them through a session. I'll be like, no, 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 you're not done. Three more. And they'll do that three. No, wow, I don't do that by myself. Yeah. I think that's the same with everyone with PT, but a lot of people, they'll go and do a session with a PT and they'll realize how much more they've got in the tank. So simply put some, it's very simple. Sometimes you're just not putting in enough effort with your training. And if you're not putting enough effort in with your training, when you're actually trying to lose weight, you're actually staring down the barrel of losing lean body mass. Yeah. And I think you've got to give it a reason to stick around. And you know what? Yeah, what builds muscle maintains muscle as well. And and we're getting it, when we're getting the back end of a dieting phase. Again, you need the muscle in your frame to be able to keep your metabolism elevated at a great position. And that's why you find also that you know times when we've we've started clients on a let's say a female for example. God, we're picking on females. This is pretty cruel, isn't it? <laughs> they pick on us. Though. Let, on. Let, let, let's pretend it's Joey Cantlin and I'm prepping Joey Cantlin, and he's on. Let's do that. This is this will be more fun actually. Let's, let's, I, mean, I bet I'd look real good too. You look incredible, mate. Yeah, you'd, you'd be <laughs> on, you'd be on top of the podium, mate. Let's say I'll start your. Let's say you're on your dieting phase. You're midway through, and you're on two thousand calories, and you're starting to get pretty fatigued. Alrighty, so you're you're at, you're at the back end, and you, you are dragging your feet around. So if you're on two hundred calories, the chances are you're probably on in about not even two hundred carbs thereabouts. So let's use that as an example, and let's all of a sudden go well you know, you're not losing any weight, so I've got to drop some calories, something has to give, then all of a sudden, if I start dropping some calories and I take you down to 180 and nothing happens, then you go to 160, then your performance actually slides even more. But it's not really the metabolic issue here, it's you're actually not doing the work, so you're not maintaining the muscle during your lift, so you're actually losing muscle as we go. That is the problem right there, and I think that's the biggest thing where in our sport, you know, the, the difference between the first place and last place is when the going got tough, people stand up and there's a reason why you know some people just do better than others and and you can you can see on stage as a coach we can sit back and we often do we sit back with our arms crossed and we know who done the work it, we you can tell us what we like you can give us the update that it was brilliant training was hard this and that but at the end of the day your physique will show and and, and yeah, it, you can't you can't hide it it's, that's exactly, yeah. and usually the ones that are getting into, you know, that amazing condition and hanging on to their muscle mass, still looking like the, the muscle's nice and healthy and full, they're probably still lifting pretty big. Then you can see the people that have kind of cardioed their muscle away and gone a little bit too flat, stringy, depleted, and, and there's an indication of metabolically they're probably going to be in a pretty bad way. So if that was your that example I just used of you, if I happen to drop you down for some unforeseen reasons to, you know, 120 carbs or something like that, your trainer is going to be pretty ordinary for starters and even maintaining muscles is going to be pretty rare. 
It's not going to happen. So your performance will be down. Your muscle mass will be down. You're just going to look flat, stringy, depleted. You're not even going to look like you lift anymore. And and yeah. and your metabolism, if that's what you're having there because you're losing your muscle, is, again, it's it's going to be pretty low, hence why you're on sort of low calories. And the, and the downside also to that is when you actually finish the show and start eating again, because you don't have much muscle mass anymore and you look like a little fitness model, Joey. <laughs> or, I already look like one. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah thanks. An amateur or something, I don't know. But uh, oh, but, oh, but, but then all of a sudden... How many pro cards you got? <laughs> zero, mate. Zero. Yeah, same as me. And we're, we're the ones giving advice. Yeah, that's why. Right. That, aren't, aren't, the, aren't the good coaches were the bad athletes? Isn't that how it sort of worked? They didn't well, make... That's, that's, what I, that's the excuse I like. <laughs> like oh, no, I'm just you know, I'm better at coaching than I'm competing. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. So so, in, so just to wrap that part up, basically when you start eating again, you're going to put on a lot of weight because, again, you've lost a lot of muscle. Yeah. So so your intensity in the gym um, all the way up until show week uh, or your your challenge, whatever you're doing, whatever mini cut you're doing, it's just so important. And people got to learn that if you want their physique, guess what? You lift a lot harder than you think. And, and we're primarily talking to the natural athlete here. Because most of our athletes are sort of natural. So building muscle is quite difficult. You know, you could expect a, a male that's been training for 10 years to gain maybe one to three kilos of muscle a year, thereabouts. And if that, exactly. depending, on, depending on their training age, like some some blokes will gain mu- like half a kilo to a kilo of muscle in a year and they'll be they'll be punching there, they'll be stoked. Exactly. And how easy is it to lose a kilo of muscle during a dieting yeah. phase of 25 weeks, especially if we're talking bodybuilding when the conditioning standard for bodybuilding is just ridiculous. So the chances of you even hanging on to that, mate, you're probably going to lose about two kilos during your dieting phase. I'm just plucking a number out the top of my head without scans, but be pretty right, be something down that road anyway. So intensity is everything. So guys, if you're listening, when you're listening in here, seriously, if you want to you want to build a physique and you want to get lean, you got to do the work. Pretty, yeah. it's, it's pretty simple. simple it's pretty simple. Yeah, and we say that we say that very nicely. We don't say that rudely or abruptly, and we say that in the way that for people's best interest that you know what maybe raise the intensity just that little bit more. Yeah, just do an extra rep. You know, I'm not saying I'm not saying doing it at the cost of your your um Injuries your technique or whatever. Yeah. But I think a lot of people just underestimate how hard they can actually push themselves. Yeah, and, and you know, an extra rep and an extra one point two five kilo weight on the bar, and it doesn't sound like much, but if you're adding a one point two five kilo Wait to your bar over the course of a twenty week period doing bench press, and you start at sixty kilo. Don't ask me. To, don't ask me to do the math. I won't ask you either because you're no good. Yeah, whatever. It's actually it's actually twenty eight point five. Oh, let's see. I was pretty close. No, I'm just joking. Oh, <laughs> I'm just trying to sound intelligent over you. That's all. No other reason. <laughs> All right, Joey, let's move on to number seven. All righty. So, so far we've gone through metabolism. We've gone to our mental well-being. Okay, stroke not ready. Okay, we've gone training intensity is too low. Now we move into the not enough food, aka this person is under eating and they're trying to go into a dieting phase while they're under eating. Joey, take it away. Well, I find like most people who aren't or who like legitimately aren't eating enough, they're probably already losing weight. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we look at, you know, fueling, uh, for exercise and stuff like that, you've got to be able to fuel your exercise, but then you've got energy availability as well. And if you've pushed yourself into a state of low energy availability due to just eating absolutely F all, mm. then that, the, the calorie deficit is going to become unproductive. Your training is going to suck. We've already covered that. You'll be losing muscle mass. 
low energy availability availability is probably going to push your hormones around a little bit. So physiologically, you're you're messed up there. So not eating enough. A lot of people say like, oh, if if you were actually not eating enough, you'd be shredded, and that's not necessarily true. Sometimes you can eat so little that that deficit just becomes unproductive. Like yep. training sucks, hormones are out of whack, digestion is absolutely terrible, the person's not sleeping properly. It just becomes unproductive. So I, I think, yeah, you, you can not eat enough and that can store weight loss. Yeah, and, sure. and, and your body goes, it can get, obviously, if you're on low calories X amount of time, your body does go in a simpler starvation mode. It's simply it's simply going to be the case where your body's going to equal out. If you're giving it a 1,000 calories a day, but your body needs a 1,000 calories to survive, well, your body's not going to release any body fat, period, end of story. It's going to hang on to what, it got, what it's got because it's not getting enough fuel coming in. And and just on that, there's an, <laughs> I, well, I was just having a conversation before I doing an update before I got on air, and and I was talking to an individual where I actually had him at set at two thousand calories a day, and this guy's listening, so I'm so sorry, I'll keep his name anonymous, but the point being was he was starting at that two thousand calorie mark, where he's been there for a few weeks, and he found that very difficult to hit. Yet a lot of weight went on during the COVID period, so you know obviously because of. Obviously, poor nutrition, maybe alcohol through there as well. So the calories would have gone up to probably 3,000, a lot of food because it's calorie-dense stuff. But now all of a sudden, when you have 2,000 calories with, and you've only got 200 carbs here, so we're not talking a lot of food, but when it's clean food, you know, I don't want to bag clean food in the day. It gets the job done. You know, I'm just talking lean. Yeah, that's exactly lean potatoes, lean sweet potato, um, veg vegetables, you know, rice, etc. All this stuff is lean food and it's fulling. And it actually, you can eat so much of it, yet you've had minimal calories. But during yeah. the update, he was some days he'd only get to 800 calories, he was full. 1,200 calories, he was full, 13. So if he was to stay at that calorie intake, if I hadn't have picked it up straight away, and let's say he stayed at that intake for, say, a month or so, all of a sudden his body metabolically is going to adapt to that average area there. So it all of a sudden, let's say it adapts to 1,200 so all of a sudden, one, you're going to lose muscle mass anyway for starters, being a grown adult. And then as as, time, as the weeks go on, when he starts plateauing out, where do I drop, Joe? Uh, exactly. What do I, I mean, like you, got you've nowhere got to nowhere go. to turn to. That's the thing. You, you, you pretty much utilized all your tools through dropping calories because you got you got nowhere to drop. I mean, you, you could drop further, but <laughs> is that really a good idea? It's, it's, yeah, exactly. Muscle, again, muscle mass will go with it. We, we might drop a little bit further or lose 100 calories, and all of a sudden we lose another half a kilo. But at that point, when when you're down to that low, your metabolism is turning over, man, like just, you know, like it couldn't be any slower. The slow little Ferris wheel, that's pretty much what's happening. And and that is what you want to avoid. And that's where you want to start any dieting period on as high as calories as you can. And and you have all these tools. And if you use all your eggs in one basket, by the time you're going to, and you do that in the first month, all of a sudden you're just going to run out of ammunition and you're not going to be able to dig into your tool bag and, and, and actually use something else. So if this thing, if this, process um that this individual had kept going within a, another month or so basically he would he would plateau out and then all of a sudden but hang on we still got 15 kilos to lose we're in trouble so all of a sudden we're not going to lose any weight and and the only way out of it is you know what we've got to go the other way we need to start building the food back up again and just build that metabolism before too much damage got done so very very important guys to understand that you know when you coach when, when you're only chasing 500 grams a week on average it does a body fat to what i say it doesn't sound like much 
but that's pretty much the process of how much body fat the body wants to release. Unless you're a lot heavier, naturally, you know, you could lose, you know, a kilo or two a week. If, if you're a hundred kilo female, for example, you've got a bit of weight to lose. But if you're a god person, you know, male or female, not going to lose 10 kilo, it's going to take you 20 weeks on average. Mm. And, and, and unless you're, again, genetically gifted, you might lose it in 16 and get, and get yourself in shape. So this is back to the genetics. But on average, the average human being, 500 grams in 2020, you'll take that because I see more people, especially females, again, I'm so sorry, ladies, but fact that reality is, you know, you, you ladies, I have so many and they're incredible because they're so busy. They work long hours and they go home and they still do everything they've got to do at home and they're under a lot of pressure and a lot of stress. So that if they can lose 250 grams to 300 grams a week, sometimes that's what it's dropped down to. And I've just found that. Have you found that, Joey? It's fine. It's a little bit harder sometimes to get some females leaner over over miles than say it used to be five years ago yeah i'd say yeah like if if we're talking like a whole like a large sample size it is harder to get females leaner than males yeah um usually just because they can't handle as many calories as men and their maintenance calories are low so you actually have to push them a lot lower and obviously like i could go on for days about this but obviously more complex physiology than men as well. When we see metabolic down regulation, we typically see more hormonal issues than uh, males experience. So I, yeah, I don't want to get too off topic, but it, it, the ladies do have a tough in, in regards to having to get really, really lean or just lose weight in general. Oh, look, ab- absolutely. And again, and, and comes a lot of it down to the muscle mass as well. You like, like obviously you, you sort of touched on that, you know, females are going to carry predominantly a little bit more or less muscle than a male. So obviously their yeah, met- metabolic capacity is going to be lower. So, but as we move into the last one, poor diet and history, I'll just get a bit of a share screen up here and get all fancy and stuff. Let's see how, let's see how this comes up. Joe, I've got an example of, um, so we've got two, two of our athletes. So I've got, I've got Heather McGiven here as obviously looking, uh, she actually cleaned up and won the, won the universe that day. Then she went on to win the World Cup and went on to win the Olympia. And we got, uh, sorry, what was your client's name here? Shane. Shane, yeah, just, anyone looking at that, just that's just outstanding, that physique is just, well, there's no, no question why he won everything, pretty much won everything. It was, almost, it was almost like it had to be there as well. It's just something else in person. Like, just, this, like, oh, he competed against some blokes who I've seen compete before that I know of pretty big, and he just, oh, Made everyone look small. Yeah, incredible. So, so let's. Well, I, I might just while I've got that picture up there, I'll, I'll just talk a little bit about Heather there on the left hand side, just for you females watching that. Her, her dieting phase. I think we lost. I think it might have been eighteen to nineteen kilos there. I'm, I'm, if Heather's listening, she can vouch for that. But I think it might have been that, or might even been a kilo or two more. But she's obviously in amazing condition. But it did take us from the start of January till the back end of September. So that is a long dieting phase, but the process to get there was very slow, a few hundred grams a week, and and the basic there was, there was minimal cardio. We just thought we had to do we'd do a little six to eight week blocks, and then we'd do little diet breaks here and there because when the when someone's dieting process is so long, you're gonna have to ensure that you know you keep calories as high as you can for as long as you can. Yeah, look, the last month sometimes you got to do a last little push, but she actually went all the way through to the Olympia, which was you know, midway through November. So that's as good as, you know, 11 months dieting. So that's pretty, it's pretty extreme, but that's what it takes to get to that level with a smile on your face and not looking too depleted, flat, 
and making look making it look like she probably didn't. She probably didn't look that happy a week before that. No, no, she, no. <laughs> the, the, and you probably didn't either. No, no, not no, not no, absolutely. When she was happy was the night before we went shopping, and I took her to a supermarket, and and with with Heather, we actually had to eat around six hundred carbs for a couple of days. Yeah. So. So we just went down the aisles and just said, just go get your best cookies, go get your best breads, just go get any foods that you know you can tolerate and let's eat up. So I did see a smile then. So she was quite in, she was quite happy about that. There you go. She just commented, said, by Olympia, we lost 20.4 kg. There you go. I, was, I knew I, I was pretty close. So, um, and actually, you know, that, was, that was actually an all good weekend as well because we flew to Sydney and whilst Heather won the, the universe there, I jumped on a train and went out to watch the Parramatta Eels Smack Manly fifty four nil in the in the new stadium. Oh, you were at that game. Yeah, I was there, mate. I was there. Yeah. Well, I, you know, it was funny because I was there just quickly, and and I bought a ticket and I rocked up. Some dude sat in my seat. <laughs> so, so so I went I went to the I went to the game, but I had to stand at the back, so I didn't even have a seat. But anyway, I got I got to the game. So anyway, but it's sort of like go off track there. But and what, and what about what about Shane's dieting process there? Where he with the other muscle mass he had, I guarantee you, he got lean ish pretty quick i think he died at a short period of time if i remember correctly yeah so with with shane he um he didn't really have much dieting history at all mm. um i hadn't worked with him before we dieted he pretty much just came to me and like it, it was funny actually he walked he walked in and i i couldn't i couldn't believe it like i <laughs> i was like how is someone this big and i said i had to ask him so i'm like so you want wait you want to do icn which is the natural federation of people yeah, are like, wondering. So you're actually naturally goes, yeah, would I do all right? <laughs> and he took, he took his gear off, like put it in front of me. And would I, I do like, all right? That's a cloud. I, love I was like, if you, if you do what I tell you and you know, we, we get you lean enough, you, you're going to be very, very hard to beat. Mm. If, if you just do your best, follow the plan, you'll, you'll at least do very well. Like we can't control who shows up on the day. Um, but yeah, he pretty much came through and ruined everyone's day. Yeah. But, um, Shane even- hadn't worked. Shane and I hadn't worked together before he dieted. Um, he wasn't even really counting macros. He was just eating an absolute ton of food. Um, we we got him to work out his food, and I think he was eating. He was actually smacking around like seven or eight eight thousand calories. Wow. And that's probably um, back to our points we're speaking about is that someone that hasn't dieted before, they don't have a poor history diet, and they've got a very yeah. high calorie intake. The, the, all they need to do is clean the, clean the diet up and away they go. And and the, and the dude's got incredible genetics. Like there's no denying that. And that's not to say he doesn't work hard because he does. He, he's yeah. a very hard worker. He's strong too. He's obviously got, you know, he doesn't, he's never engaged in shitty dieting. He's um, He's got good genetics. He's always trained hard. So he had a really good foundation. But the problem was we didn't really have a lot of time. I think we had about 16 weeks and he, he needed to lose maybe like around seven to nine kilo. Mm. Um, and not having worked with him before, I was like, okay, well, we're going to have to push you a little bit harder than I'd like just to make sure you're ready. I think he finished like his lowest his lowest calories at the end of prep were probably around 3,200, 3,300. And I probably ended up actually pushing him a bit lower than I wanted to, but I wanted to make sure he was actually, you know, in relatively good shape. And he, he still probably could have been a little bit leaner, but he was just so much bigger than everyone. But yeah. Elite and lean the enough. Next time, the next time he competes, we're going to have a lot a lot more time um and obviously i know he's he's actually got quite an adaptive metabolism too so unfortunately for him whilst it's easy to stay very lean in the off season it's actually really hard for him relative to what he actually usually eats because three thousand calories for a lot of people is 
an absolute ton of food for me. Like, I've, mate, if I go above thirty two hundred, roughly, I start getting really, Soft. really fat. Yeah, him. That's his lowest point of dieting, but that's like two thousand calories to me. Yeah, it's, and- it's all relative, and I had to adapt. I had to adjust his calories and you know manipulate his expenditure almost weekly. Wow, just because I hadn't worked with him before, I you know it was really really hard to get a gauge of what was going on, but. It didn't really matter because we got there in the end anyway. Yeah, and and, um, and just a large amount of muscle mass, like we speak about, you know, have, having a good amount. It'd be hard, hard to come across anyone that has a lot of muscle on their frame that would be eating very little. It, it just doesn't work. Usually the, the more muscle, it's like, like having a big F-250. takes a lot of fuel, doesn't it? You know, and, I, I, a lot of, and a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got that covered, don't you, Joey? Oh, yeah, <laughs> Coach life. All righty. <laughs> oh, this, is, this is our last point for this evening. Okay, so a poor diet at his diet, a poor diet in history, which is kind of we've kind of like overlapped and, and covered this one a little bit. But um, Joey, take it away here. So poor diet in history. So this is back to the yo-yo dieting that we sort of we touched on earlier. Well, essentially, I a really easy way to put: the more times you diet, the harder time you're probably going to have mm. losing weight because the more times you diet, there's a there's a higher chance that there's been you know, one or two times or maybe more, maybe every time that you haven't recovered very well. Um, and like I said before, you know, we sometimes we see up to 10 to 15% of metabolic downregulation. Um, we see cases of low energy availability. People stack on the weight straight away. But then they go, oh, shit, I'm putting on all this weight. I better lose it quick again. And then they dip themselves even harder. And then the metabolic rate kind of goes like this. So it's coming down, down, down. It may come up maybe like 5%, then it shoots back down again, up a little bit, down again. And before you know it, your your metabolic rate, your your resting metabolic rate was here. And then three diets later, it's down here. It's incredible, Joey, isn't it? And and this would be almost I'd almost put this down as number one. I don't I don't want to grade one to ten because they all play a, a pivotal role. But but as far as dieting goes, this is the issue that everyone comes across, and this is the issue that you know we're having conversations with clients daily about delaying shows, putting shows off for another twelve months, eighteen months. We don't do it to be the devil or the nasty guy. We do it because we kind of know that that client's body straight away and we know we're gonna we've probably got to have issues trying to get them lean which is again it's not back to the mindset it all ties in together if you, if you have promised someone that you can get them lean and you take them on you tell them yeah let's do the show 20 weeks away we go we're, we're 10 weeks to go and we've only lost three kilo it happens and we've got seven to go well the chances of getting there it's going to be slim so now that we've just pretty much wasted 10, 10 weeks so we could have actually started the reverse diet and started working on their off season and worked on a few little flaws there so yeah, diet, diet and history for me is it's something that, and I've seen honestly, I've seen girls that it, it's never recovered, and guys, primarily females, because they obviously their hormones can really fray things out a lot more. But I've seen girls still not recovered, and I've seen because of their history was so low for an extended period of time, and then they'll all of a sudden they'll cut again, then they'll binge, they'll cut again, then they'll binge, cut again, they'll binge, and all of a sudden then they're so stressed out about that, then they're stressed out about life as well, they're not happy within themselves. It's a recipe for disaster. Then all of a sudden, they, yeah, they, 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 their mindset gets in that negative mindset because they're not happy within them. Skin, let's be realistic. If you look good, you feel good. And if you're not sometimes, and they're just sometimes that they've got that hard conversation has to be made where, you know what, we need to spend two years. That's a long time. But fact of reality is if someone spent five, 10 years yo-yo dieting, we can't, we can't fix anything within six months. I wish we could. But at the end of the day, you're, you're like me. We're pretty honest and straight down the line. And, and some people prepared to invest in that couple of years, 
to rectify yep. it. But some people, most humans, are not patient enough to do it. But the fact of reality is, if it's like if someone's put on 60 kilo and they want to lose it in three months, it's like, well, hey, man, you've spent five years putting on all this weight. It's going to take you another probably 80 months to get into some sort of shape. And it's not going to take three months. You know, you, you did the damage for six years, whatever time frame it is. You know what I mean? You do the, do the time. You do the crime, you got to do the time. Uh, pretty much. It's, it's, it's not like money. You can't. It, it doesn't just go like that. Yeah. You know, you, you put on all this weight, it's going to take you, you know, twice as long to lose it. But, you know, yeah. you can you can, you can save $100,000 over five years, but you can spend it like that. Yeah, 100%. And, and what I've found, to be very honest, what I've seen over the years, let's say I've been in the game now competing for 19 years, I have noticed there's been a big pendulum swing in the last probably five, six years, more than any other year. I remember people back in the day, we used to do, you know, season A, then we'd do season B, we'd do a show in May, then we'd do a show in September and go on to nationals in October and we'd have November, December off, start dieting again in January, we'd go again the next year and the year after and we actually had no dramas doing it. Look, the conditioning standard's a little bit further these days, yeah. but well, just a little bit. So that's playing a pivotal role of what I'm saying. But fact is that I believe 19 years ago, 15 years ago, life wasn't quite as busy and fast and as stressed as it is now. And, and, and I think that's playing a big role. Mental health also is playing a pivotal role because of the fast of, of, of life and how expensive life is and the pressures of life. And I think that's contributing to people's poor health. And, and the more one stresses, the more they throw their hormones out as well. And once your hormones go out, which will be a topic we'll speak about next week, I believe that's one of the most important things because when your hormones are out, hormones are dictating pretty much your whole body. Would you agree, Joey? You better agree oh, anyway. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> they're, they're, they're the motherboard. Like, you know, obviously you've got your brain, but mm. if if your hormones aren't working the way they're supposed to, then your body's not going to work. The rest of the body isn't going to work supposed to look absolutely and, and again we'll, we'll touch more on that topic next week and i'll you know guide people and advise them what to do and you know obviously there is ways around it you know I, I send you know most of my clients to go get bloods done because when we're talking hormones when you're talking progesterone uh, testosterone estrogen when you've got hormones that they're, they're normally going to be out of whack like so and that's obviously why that's going to make the body ineffective but we need them to be in a straight line and you can't just go and as a guy listening, for example, I'll pick on guys now, you can't just go get a test booster off the shelf because you don't know where your estrogen is. You don't even know, do you even have any progesterone in your body which makes testosterone? Who knows? So by getting bloods done, you can actually look at the big picture and go, this is what's happening to our body internally. There's no point guessing because people are just throwing down test boosters left, right and centre and they're going to shut their testosterone levels at some point probably down anyway. And again, once you, once you get lower testosterone, guys are going to have a higher estrogen and they're going to start un having unwanted body fat and lower testosterone then affects our mindset. It's, it's the same symptoms as depression. Tired, grumpy, uh, irritable, grumpy, moody, lack of libido, you know what I mean? All these things are symptoms of low testosterone. But this is what these synthetic, you know, supplements can actually do so that's why having a balance of hormones you know what i mean it's um yeah it oh, for me it's one of the most essential things yeah well it's, it's it's kind of like a good starting point if if you're already messed up there maybe pump the brakes and yeah fix that first it's it's like um it's like your mental state if if that's not optimized or if that's not in a good place probably fix that first 
Look, definitely, and, and I and I can vouch for this, and I can put my hand on my heart, and I've had people that obviously I do a lot of psychology work with people and, and a lot of counselling work, and I understand what goes in through people's minds. And I've had many, many people that are going through a hard time in life, and all of a sudden they've gone and spoken to the doctor, and they're getting on medication. And again, I'm not against medication whatsoever, but but what we, what Jenny we might have found that person may have had their hormones were actually out. So we've had, I've done experiments where they didn't want to be on the medication. So I said, hey, well, let's go off the medication. I'm not the doctor, so I'm not the one to describe anything. So I'll, I'm happy to work in with the doctors and say, hey, well, how about we go get some bloods done and find out where you're at? And if they come back uh, that, that everything's fine, okay, cool. Well, obviously what the doctor says here, you, you, I'll, you may need to just continue doing what we're doing. But if you go to one doctor and he says your bloods are completely out, your hormones all over the shot, then you've got a report to go back to the doctor. You can actually work in with them. They're the specialists. They're the ones that have the say. But if you've got the data and you can see what the blood work actually says, then you can work with it. Because most people are going to break down muscle mass, especially if their testosterone is low, whether it's males. It's where the old saying, grumpy old men come from. You know, simply as we get older, testosterone gets lower. We get fatter. We get more moodier, grumpier, tired, kind of like yourself, you know. <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> I'm, only, I'm only 40, okay? <laughs> Oh, what are you only 27, aren't you? 27? Yeah, just turned 27. You got a mind of a 47 year old, though, Cantlin. Yeah, and I wouldn't change it. Ah, awesome. Well, well buddy, I uh, think. I, I see all those 15, 16 year olds running around like, oh, you bloody idiots. <laughs> Completely forgetting that I was that one, day. Yeah, 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 last week. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so I think we, we, co- we covered things, pretty things, most things today, the top five. I'll just bring up that anyone that tuned in. Afterwards, I'll just bring up this screen share again. I just got a couple of emails come through, so we can just get rid of them. So for anyone that's just tuned in now, these are the top the five that we, we covered today. So metabolism, the mental well-being, okay, you're not being ready, training intensity too low, under eating, and poor diet and history. So next week, this is what we're going to follow next week, Cantlin. So you're only going to find out now. So we're going to talk about too much cardio. Okay, basically before preparation, or after, so if someone's doing too much cardio and they're going into a dieting, well, that their output of energy is so high already, they're going to need to do more than that before they start. That's an interesting topic as well. I've got on their hormones. I've got on their consistency. We've got on their stress. And the one at the very, very top of the tree is being in a calorie deficit. Most people are not losing, simply they're not in a calorie deficit. They're obviously, you've got your surplus, you're eating too much, maintenance, you're maintaining your weight and been in a calorie deficit. So we'll go into detail in them this time next week. So Joey, anything else you want to you wanna finish on? Are you ready for bed um, now? Well, mate, it's, it's, it's 7.30 now, so it's getting, a, <laughs> it's getting a little bit past. Now I'm, you know, I'm 27 going on 40, mate. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I'd just say, like, um, I think we summarised everything pretty well. And, you know, I would, I would just say to everyone who's listening before you decide to embark on, you know, a long-term weight loss journey or a contest prep, just make sure you have everything else in order first and mm. make sure you always consult with a professional if you're not sure. Because sometimes, you know, like if, if, if there's that one question that you don't ask and you think it's a stupid question, that can be the question that you didn't ask that you don't have the answer to that ruins you. Yeah, definitely. Look, and there's nothing worse, Joey, than, you know, you're starting off in a journey. You, you want to get, we're, we're human beings where we, we run off motivation. And basically, if we progress, we're motivated. If we don't progress straight from the get-go, you know, something turns into a chore. So I've always said, you know, progression, 
equals motivation and vice versa. So the, the point by hiring a, a, a prof, professional, which you just said there, which would be me over you. That's a joke. No, point being is that basically if you get everything set from the get-go and you're improving and getting results from week one, you're going to be pretty fired up to continue on a week two and then week three. But if you're trying to wing it, so to speak, you know, you might find in six weeks' time you didn't quite get the result. Then all of a sudden you you went low, too low calories and all of a sudden you're that person we've spoken about, which then overeats. And then all of a sudden, come back to undereating, overeat, and all of a sudden you do the old yo-yo, yeah? Yeah. Awesome. It. Well, guys, we, we, we've had a plenty. Thank you so much for tuning in. I will reply. We will reply to everyone's messages. And um, I'm just going to go through a couple of people. See, obviously, you get a Vicky, Gray, Graham, Emma, G'day, Emma, Nige, Paulie, Carly, Hi, Kim. G'day, Peter. G'day, Emma again. Oh, she likes to listen to us. G'day, Lukey. We'll speak, I'll speak to you after this also, Luke. We've got a chat there as well. Blinda, Nathan, Heather. Hank, thanks for that feedback, Heather. Carly, thank you. That's cool. Zane, g'day, Zane. Missy, Ollie, g'day, Ollie. G'day, Rob. Heather again. And and Luke again. Tanya. Jo- Joey's watching. Joey Cantler's watching. I had a go on my phone. <laughs> g'day, Erica. Jade, Erica again. G'day, Miles. G'day, Jackie Patterson from Survivor. And and Jackie's um I've done a podcast with Jackie as well, and obviously she's got a lot, you know, she's battling a lot of tumors and cancer at the moment. So our we all we're all behind you, Jackie. It's been a tough road for her. So um, but she's a warrior, mate. She's probably the strongest female I know, mate. You know. G'day, Becky, g'day, Brad, Nikki, Heather, Al, Alexandra, Jacinta. Oh, that's cool. Evan, Georgia, hey, Georgia. Julie, Aaron, Adam, Janine, Jeffrey, Jenny, CJ, Ashwin, g'day, Ash. It sounds and like you're calling a school roll. It is, isn't it? Yeah, no one's putting their hand, no one's putting their hands up. G'day, Sophie, CJ again, g'day, Brian. This is cool, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in. And Becky again, Dylan Campbell at the end, he just left here. And Legend, and g'day, buddy, how are you? Tanya and Linda, thank you guys for tuning in. I think that's pretty cool, guys, and I think we've covered most things today. It's good fun, isn't it, Joey? Yeah, no, thanks everyone for tuning in. Really appreciate it. The reason why we do this is we we want to have an element of giving back in the industry. Um, you know, we we're very passionate about our work, and you know, there's there's no better way to express that passion than to help as many people as you can. So yeah, we're look, in, we're in a position where we're able to help. So it is it. And, and, you know, we've all been at that point where it's frustrated, where things just aren't moving and we just don't know why. So, and that's it, mate. I've, I've always said to people, you know what I mean? The, but the best way to feel good about yourself, even if someone's going through some personal issues at the moment, you know, it's some, sometimes you need to look outside the square and go, you know, what, who can I help? What, how, how can I give value back to somebody else? Because you get fulfilled when you do that. And even what we're doing out here, we're trying to, again, we, we can talk all science and get the data out, but we're trying to translate this into the general population so people can un- actually understand what we're talking about and just keeping it nice and simple. And I think that's, that, that's an art in itself is, you know, you don't want to, I always say, you don't want to outsmart your common sense. Just keep, yeah, thing, keep, exactly keep, right. keep things nice and basic. So on that note, we're going to wrap it up. And uh, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Joey, thank you for your time as well. I know, you, I know you're a busy man, mate, and you're a wanted man. So I appreciate you taking the time out um, on a Wednesday evening. But we're gonna, I'm going to use you again, and we're going to do it again all next week. No worries, man. Thanks for having awesome. me. Awesome. Cheers so much. Thanks, everyone. See you, guys.